0: all right josh smith here at my flat five studios today's guest is a good friend of mine and one of my favorite guitar players and one of the most working cats i know uh you've probably seen him on all sorts of um man i'm trying to think who i actually saw you on the road with first i can't remember but the last few years he's toured a lot with lady gaga and rihanna you see him on american idol um man where did we meet first i don't even know but anyways we'll, we'll get into that he's he's one of the baddest cats i know the one one of the most well-versed guitarists and musicians everybody please welcome tim stort
1: hey what's up man good to see you josh oh, nice, i'm a huge fan
0: oh, always bro
1: yeah, where did we <laughs> meet I, first i think I, I think at nam bro i think i tracked i think i saw you walking by and i was already like you know just a fan so i was like yo gosh and i, I think from there I think that's the first time we met. And that was years ago. That wasn't like, that was like maybe shit. Like, like probably seven, eight years ago, maybe.
0: Oh, sure. Around yeah, there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nine. I don't know. Maybe longer. I'm, you know, it's funny. The older I get, then the years get super murky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, you have such yeah, a. Man. And- you have such a long list of credits, man, and you've done so much, but I like to start all these interviews by kind of asking everybody what their very beginning was and what their family situation was as far as music goes. I don't sure. come from a musical family, so it was pretty just random that I got the guitar put in my hands. How did it happen for you? I don't really know your story. How'd the guitar end up in your hands? Um, well, I, I was uh, raised in the Bay Area.
1: I was born in Arkansas. When okay. we lived in Oklahoma, then when we lived to the Bay Area, we went to where my grandparents were. And my grandpa has a church there. Um, and my uncle's a pastor. My dad sang and played. My uncle played. My cousins played and sang. And uh, we just all kind of learned in the church, you know. And I was always surrounded by it because of my dad. He was just always in the music. And uh, even even this weekend, he turned 75 and he plays in a in a Western kind of like Western swing kind of, you know, honky talk country, proper country band in uh, Texas. So we got to go and see he did a gig on the 24th uh, for his birthday. And it was killer, man. And he plays bass and sings. So I kind of was just always surrounded by it in that way. And on the other side of it, I had an older sister who was just really into at the time heavy rock and heavy like in the bay it was like thrash metal was really popping around there, late eighties. And um yeah, I just kinda had those two worlds at the same time really happening for me. So I was had got the bug pretty early.
0: Nice. And yeah. so so how old were you when you first actually picked up a guitar? I think I was when I got serious
1: about it, I was around twelve. Um mm-hmm. I kind of like messed around here and there but not really but uh when i was about 12 i I really kind of dove into it you know know. yeah i would say and from then it was pretty intense (laughs) yeah like
0: whoa well it's you know once it clicks it's just you know it takes over at least for so many of us it's like well there's no going back now after this you're a different person you know after after it clicks and that this kind of becomes part of your identity did you have any music um in school at any time back then or was it all just family stuff
1: no i i you know i got into some lessons uh with with a friend and then uh i ended up going to to college yeah i went to a school up there cal state hayward i think it's called east bay something now and there i studied classical and jazz and yeah did that for a couple years i kind of after the classical thing i kind of just put it down after my last recital I was like okay that's it <laughs> I'm not gonna be doing this because I was yeah. already like on the my mind I like so many other things and, and I really enjoyed playing with people and that's the one thing I, I realized with that it was a very kind of a solitude type situation you know you're playing recital by yourself all the time yeah it's like man yeah, I don't know yeah <laughs> oh, man. yeah well, I, the bay you area
0: you you're right. It's like the scene up there, you had yeah, metal and all that trash stuff. But also, I mean, you you're playing in church, but then there's also that enormous church scene up there, you know, of yeah. historical uh value. How much around that were you?
1: Uh well my my first real like gig gig where I got paid for was uh Tremaine Hawkins. Which okay, was so cool, again, man. there you go. And I did that for a little bit. Um but yeah, and I mean Man, the bay, I, I remember I used to go watch, I don't know how old I was. I was, I was, I was out of high school. We used to go watch Charlie Hunter. I've never met him, but we used we used to go watch him in this band called TJ Kirk. And then mm. there was another guy, Will Bernard, up there that we used to watch. And it was just like this, you could do things from heavy to bands like Primus to people like Charlie Hunter and the and then Brown Fellinis and all these different it's just like this wide array of, of music up there. I was just super thankful to be like, you know, just a, a fly on the wall for those things, you know. Yeah. yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. So so as you're coming up and you're you're learning, taking lessons, playing in church, um, when do you start to know, you know, that this is kind of what you, you want to do for, for life? And how did your your parents kind of feel about that once once you kind of realized it?
1: Man, I I think I knew pretty early. I I went to this my sister snuck me into this show when I was about thirteen or fourteen. Uh, this band Testament and Alex stomach. Yes. and uh, I was like, "Oh man, this is crazy." <laughs> <laughs> I think this this is definitely what I want to do, and I think from there I was pretty driven for the rest of still now. You know, just this is this is exactly what I want to do. And I remember my when I got out of high school, my dad was like, "You know, well, we want you to go to school." He's just study music, you know. Do music. That's what you want to do. said, so, all right. And he definitely gave me the option, you know. And I tell the story to some of my friends often. He said, you know, this is how you have to approach it. You can go with me. We can, you can go work over here, or you can go in your room, and you're going to work that same amount of hours. It's not. You're not getting a ticket for a free ride. You're going to go and and approach it like it's a real. Like, you're an athlete, like, you're anything. Like, you go in there and you play, and you listen, and you learn, and you, you know? So I I think I had that pretty early on instilled in me from him, you know?
0: Nah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people who, on the outside, you know, the, the same people who ask us, oh, you're a musician? Well, what do you actually do for a living? You know, those people who ask yeah. they <laughs> don't They don't understand the the whole 10,000 hours thing, you know? Yeah. When I listen to you play, and 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 everybody else all our friends that's what i hear i hear all that time that you sat on the end of your bed listening to records and playing music and practicing and that's the best part about this but it's no different from someone who becomes a scientist you know and does that or someone who becomes a lawyer it's the same thing it's just we were passionate about this and that's where our time went and it doesn't necessarily mean it had to be in a school you know yeah yeah man Yeah, yeah i agree
1: it is a weird thing, though, you know. You know come full circle for me, I have a daughter, why not now, teen and everyone asks me now, like, well, what she want to do? I said, well, she wants to do music. And she plays all the time. She's working on her music all the time. She's putting in, you know, like, she knows what she wants to be and knows what she wants to do. But yeah. it's funny to hear from different people, like, well, is that really a possibility? Like... <laughs>
0: Are you actually telling me this? <laughs> well, it's funny. Do you ever find yourself having to temper your enthusiasm? Because I'm sure you're excited that that's what she wants to do. Do you yeah. ever find yourself having to not, like, you know, maybe try to say things that you don't want to say? Like, well, you should go at least know how hard it's going to be and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean?
1: I try not to. You know, I, I do try to give her the idea that it's, it takes a lot of hard work and it's it's definitely an up and, up and down journey. When you when you follow your passion like that, it's the highs and lows are pretty crazy. You know what I mean. So oh, yes. as long as you're prepared for that, um, then you're good. And if that's what you want to do, and you know that's what you want to do, and me being around her all the time, I know that's what she wants to do. And I know that's it's almost like not an option. It's more like a yeah. it's pulling her. You know what I mean? So
0: yeah, the so same way we felt. You know, my my son is also 15 years old. And, you know he's actually had a lot of success as an actor he's been in a lot of things and on tv shows and but at first when he got into it i was kind of like oh, i don't know about this and he would say how much he loved it and i would see him working on his lines and practicing the craft and he would say he knows this is what he wants to do and he doesn't want to go to college and he's already had a lot of success but it, i had to catch myself Right. Because I would be thinking, well, you don't know what you really want to do, you know, and what you, <laughs> how you're going to feel. Because, wait a minute, I was gigging when I was 12 years old and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. It would have been <laughs> yeah. so hypocritical of me not to support him in that way, you know. It's
1: crazy, though, right? It, it is, is crazy. Flip, uh, uh, flip positions in a way. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy, man. crazy. <laughs> Okay,
0: Okay, so, so when you finished high school and, and went to college, what, what was your, you said you did classical and jazz at college, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was a pretty bad we, jazz player, as I am now. I was pretty bad. Well, what's I, funny is
0: you talk about going to see Alex Skolnick play. He's probably a better jazz player than both of us now. Yeah. <laughs> just hysterical. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, man.
1: Even with, even with that, I, I saw the writing on the wall when I got out of school. I was like, okay, classical definitely not. And then the jazz thing, I was like, man, I, man, I, still in, am enamored by it and people that can really play that way. And I've always tried, but I feel like, I don't know, there was just something there that was, it was hard for me to to get over this, you know, this hump. I could just never get over this hump, dude. I don't, I don't know what it is. But it's, it's. I'm in awe of people that can, I mean, I'm like a super fan. I try to see everybody I, I, I can that, that plays mm-hmm. jazz. But I, I knew then that, okay, i don't know if if i'm gonna survive i don't know if i can i don't know if i'm good enough to do that you know what i mean in jazz you know
0: what i mean yeah Yeah. when did you start you know making some money playing like and and we all know that feeling of you know the first real paycheck you get from playing guitar it's like you're already hooked anyways but then once you realize this might actually work and you can make a living doing this it's like the greatest feeling what was the first gigs like for you Man, I'm
1: trying to think. So the first, that might have happened for me after I moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. in around 2000. Uh, I'd, in, in the Bay, I had done a bunch of, you know, church gigs and, like, kind of, you know, bar, or local, just all the local, you know, the local gigs, uh, restaurants, weddings, the whole deal. But when I came to L.A., I think my, my first really big kind of pop, tour paying thing was Jessica Simpson. That was around 2000,
0: 2001.
1: Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think I was just like, Oh, wow, I could, you know, some possibility, you know, to really, really, really do it. Because before then, I was it's like, a, you know, you teach lessons, you play some of these gigs you do some of this, you do some of this, which I, I guess I still do now, but it, it was just different then, you know, but
0: yeah, I think that was the top. That was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, sure. I mean, we moved. We both moved to LA around the same time. Cause I moved in two thousand and two, but I remember, you know, the first tour I went on, like yeah. you said, like just as a side man guy and getting a real paycheck like that, as opposed to just the, the, you know, yeah, the money you get at the end of the night every gig when you're playing those local gigs and when you're, you know, teaching lessons and doing this, and it felt so legitimate. Like, I fucking did it. You know, I can't believe this, and this just going to be the rest of my life now. I'm just going to keep getting paychecks and going on the road. And obviously, yeah. we don't, we know it doesn't just work yep. like that. It's, it's <laughs> up and down and crazy, but it is, it's It's such a great feeling.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It yeah. is, man.
1: It's very validating, you
0: know. It's, it's very validating, man. And, I mean, so once you got into that groove it's kind of never let up for you i would i would say i mean yeah we, you're hustling like crazy we always have to be hustling especially doing what you do you know going from session to session gig to gig everything but it's always you still got to jump around you know oh shoot i lost you there you are there you oh, i'm
1: are. back oh yeah sorry you're back yeah man I, um yeah man, i have I, I feel like i'm you know've been very fortunate you know i've, I've tried to like you say hustle as hard as I can and and um learn as, as fast as I can just and not even just musically but just in terms of you know what it takes to to really to maintain, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the good thing about being a, a musician too, I mean from my experience is like it I have this constant idea that it's there's I'm just a fan. Like there's so many levels, there's so many places of my playing of my professionalism of everything that i need to get to still you know what i mean like it's 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 weird like i'm i have a, a constant uh opportunity to improve and and I, I don't know i just always felt like that and been very lucky to get a lot of opportunities to do that you know what i mean
0: how did you feel when you when you first got to la how much growing Did you feel like you had to do immediately, you know, to to kind of get into that professional mindset, you know, because there's a lot of things you can't learn until you get thrown into those situations, like stuff about your gear and about your setup of your guitars and about being a professional, being on time, you know, all that you setting your alarm clock right and all that dumb shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think guys don't necessarily know how much that is such a big part of the job, not just. Doing the playing right, you know.
1: It's huge, man. I mean, I had a couple, couple like rough moments <laughs> early on because I didn't understand it at all. You know, I'm. I got one amp. I got one pedal I'm just ready to rock let's go well yeah this yeah. is not going to cover the, this palette of music that we have here I'm yeah like, and bro, you're what? having to play
0: some parts that Landau played or Michael Thompson played and it's like I don't know how to get that That's tone what I mean. you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah,
1: bro That that is a eye opening experience right there for sure uh, I remember I did one thing I covered for uh, man I, would, I don't know how that happened but I covered for Paul Jackson Jr. one time and I would just well, I just got to LA I didn't know Jack shit, and uh, I I think I showed up a little late. Something had happened. Yeah, I haven't been late to anything since then. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I got I got pretty much in front of everybody, and like it was it was pretty interesting, man. Even like chart reading, I I I went to school, but chart reading is a bit different. You know, we didn't learn how to read and adjust that fast in in that kind of way. You know what I mean? So. I know early on with that, that was a bit of a struggle for me.
0: Well, yeah, especially because we're not going like jazz
1: in. jazz charts, you just kind of comping.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we're not going unless oh, it's yeah. a film date. We're not going in and just reading down a ton of stuff. Yep. You know, we're going in and making up a bunch of stuff that fits this structure. You know, and yeah, that's yeah. a skill that has to be honed you know you gotta you gotta learn that skill
1: yeah you you do man and I think that's over time I, yeah that's it's, it's it was pretty eye-opening that was eye-opening for me as well <laughs>
0: so yeah I think when, it's, it's good though when you so so when you started diving in and you know expanding your your skills with that how how important was it to you when you started going on the road a lot to nail, like, you know, the parts and tones from the record? Were you, were you you know, like, super into getting it exactly like the record, or was it more like always putting your own flavor on it?
1: Uh, I think it's a combination for me, you know. I, I definitely believe in the parts on the record, you know. Uh, that's something I'm still working on, uh, really. That's, that's a constant. I think early on I, I heard the notes of the parts on the record. And then later, as I went along, I started to really focus more on the tones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always felt like I, I, I had to give a little bit of my own thing on it, too, you know? But even, well, I, you know, I do Idol, and I see um, my friend Greg, man, that dude can play, like, man, it's the exact tone, the exact part. I'm just like... I don't know if I've ever gotten <laughs> that skill. I got to work on that, man. I'm and I've been working on that a lot in the last 5 or 6 years really trying to trying to, you know, just improve that, you know what I mean?
0: Interesting. Yeah, cuz it's when I first moved here and I started meeting cats who worked a lot, I started to notice like kind of two approaches, like the guys who not that they weren't great players, they're incredible players, but I maybe couldn't pick them out of a lineup. But they were way better than me at learning other people's parts and the tones, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the guys who were completely their own thing, and not that they couldn't learn the parts off the record and play the their notes correctly and everything, but they still just always sounded like themselves, you know what I mean? Right. I always fell more into that category. And I think that's why I always got less work but, but gigs that lasted longer because they hired me because they liked what I did you know things like that yeah, yeah.
1: for sure yeah. man i mean that, that is a a thing I always think about now i'm you know, trying to figure that that marriage out, yeah. you know but i definitely didn't want to be a person that that, that lost his but I feel like I do have a kind of a a way that I approach playing you know like you do man you have your own sound like yeah. that's why you're there you know it's 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 pretty trippy though because some gigs don't really let you do that <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well dude ah. we
0: all know we've been on those gigs where you know it's a nice tour and a nice bus and it's cushy but the music is you're completely on autopilot for that you could oh, be yeah. on, on autopilot for three months and never <laughs> yeah. play a different note you know what i mean like yeah
1: oh yeah i've done plenty of those man yeah, yeah. that's a weird i mean uh, that's the old saying like what is it like it has to have three things like either good like good music good people or good money good people but it would never if it has all three It'll then be it's all like three yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah you're right i mean because it's it's weird you know i don't want us to sound like we're complaining about making uh, money as guitar players we're not but it, but it is like you you have to kind of be grateful for you know the fact that yes you're getting paid to play guitar but it doesn't mean every situation is just like some dream gig it's not even if you're flying around in private jets and staying in four seasons and have great catering and a great guitar tech and all that it still could be a pretty fucking boring gig
1: yeah for sure
0: for sure absolutely
1: because at the end of the day you still love playing man i still i'm doing it for the love of playing so yeah that's that's, that's where that gets weird
0: oh yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: I shouldn't be complaining, but fuck, I hate this.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the but the worst day that we have on a tour like that is better than you know any day we'd have working at
1: Target. Hell yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hell
1: yeah, a hundred percent, hundred Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yep. I remember you- I trying to complain one time a long time ago. My my pops just like, oh, okay, because he was he was you know he's a vet so he's in Vietnam. He's like, oh yeah, are you out there digging ditches? Like nah okay I think you're good
0: (laughs) I think you're exactly. I
1: think you're all right buddy
0: (laughs) yeah so how did you find time in all the work that you've done over the the years playing with all these artists and playing on all these records and stuff to get some of your own music out there you know because in the last five seven years I don't know when when did you start the band Knives
1: Uh, we started that in about Fourteen, somewhere yeah, around so there. Seven years or
0: something like that. Uh-huh. You know, you've been out playing gigs with those guys and putting out records, and that's your project, your guys' project. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know personally how hard it is to make time to do your thing when you you're busy and you're making a living and you have responsibilities mm-hmm. and kids and houses and I mean, with the things we have as adults, you know, and. Yeah how much of it was just that you had to do it because it just made you happy, you know, and, and how much of it was, you know, driven just by free time and things like that.
1: Uh, I think it's, for me, it's all a balance. You know, I really, I think I had to do it. You know, I, that was my, that's the reason I came to LA was I joined a band called fourth Avenue Jones and we had a deal and we were going to go, man. We was ready to go. Um, and, you know, just as things happen, we get dropped, uh, we get another deal, we tour in a van across the States. That doesn't work out. Um, so I think my, my, my mind was always, well, I always want to have a, a, a vehicle where I put my own music out, you know. Wow. And I did a, after that, I was pretty, like, depressed, so I just did a, not depressed, but kind of, like, done with that idea. So I just worked a lot, as much as I could. And kind of just had it in my mind, like, you know, I'm just going to do, just play for people, be a side man, it's going to be awesome, it'll be great. And then around 2012, or 13, I started feeling like, man, I, I need to, I need to put music out, I need to, I have so many ideas, so much, you know, and, and especially the situation being around Ricky and um, just the, uh, the opportunity to, to make music with him and my friend Jay and Spanky, you know, just to do things that were, it just kind of presented itself to me like this is the vehicle. You need to do this you have to do this so it's hard man it's really hard to 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 maintain that and i have another band i've started the last two years with my my partner johnny and and that one is singing which i've just started doing last year so i've just been writing singing and i just feel like i always have to have an outlet a vehicle to to make music and the amount of effort it takes is is tremendous sometimes but it's it's necessary i think I mean, you do it, man. You're like you're you're doing tours, and, and I know that's I man like a lot of effort, time, energy. It's 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 crazy, you know what I mean? But it's so worth it when you're up there doing your own thing, playing the music that's the nearest and closest to you, you know?
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, you know. So it's like when when. When I get calls for gigs or something, most of the time, my first instinct for the last 10 years has been, no, I, I'm not going, I don't want to, do <laughs> I don't want to be a sign band anymore. I, I don't want, you know, and it's not that I don't want to make money and play guitar and be on the road. It's that this makes me happier, you know, doing my mm. thing. And even though it's so much harder to, you know, to do full time and to, to make a living on the fulfillment that comes from getting close to making a living from it and things like that is the best feeling, you know? It's like in yeah, I have to do it. I I kind of have no other choice. Not if if I want to be in a good mood and be happy and and be me, you know?
1: Yeah, you've fulfilled, man. That's why I say there's a balance there and I was so out of balance for so long. And um I mean, I can see it in just all different areas of my life,
0: and I think it stemmed from that, you know. Yeah. No, I, Honestly, dude, that's it's a hundred percent the reason. But
1: yeah. Basically,
0: ten years ago, I stopped going on the road and doing as many sessions. I think it's just because uh, number one, it was just so it was so much of this, you know. And and when it's yeah. great, it's great, and when it's not great, it's not great. But it was I could feel myself being being an asshole. <laughs> not like really but just not being like happy you know what i mean yeah. and and i just had to do something about it yeah uh.
1: yeah man that's great mm-hmm. man i really i really feel like that's been a saving grace for me and for a lot of people that, that, that do that man it's it's amazing you know
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. dude i gotta sing uh, some of
1: my new stuff actually too please I, do i want to I hear you singing yeah it's Glad they have autotune nowadays. <laughs> nice.
0: nice. I want to hear Tim Stewart sound like T Pain. Yes. Or share, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you probably played with both of those people. Have you? No, I ain't. <laughs> uh, dude, let's uh let's jump into the ten questions. All right. All right, number one. When you started learning and playing, do you remember the first riff or lick or little thing that once you figured it out, it like set the hook? Like I can't believe I learned this. And you, we we all know that feeling. Your eyes just light up. Like I got it, and there's no going back. Do you remember what that was? I, I remember the
1: first riff I, I learned how to play, and it it was um it was Paranoid, I think, by ah. uh, Black Sabbath. So I, I remember thinking like. And it was just kind of like the power of it. I was like, oh.
0: yeah. Yeah. This is killer, bro. Yeah, that's that would be wow. Like for, to that be the first one that yeah, that would hook you like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's a vibe. Oh man. What about do you remember the first solo that you ever felt like, you know, you had to learn note for note? It just it was this is the one, you know.
1: Man, I'm trying to think. That would- I would say that would probably be. I'm trying to think of which one, but it's, it's definitely an Eddie one. Oh, um, nice. And this is years later, but um, it's random. My, I think it was like Hot for Teacher or something like that. I think it was off of the '84 record because I. That was one of the first bands I really heard too, because of my cousins. They they were like diehard Halen fans, man. So it, I it, always kind of had that in the back of my mind. But I, I think it might have been that
0: nice. That's been later, solo, though,
1: one of the one of the well, I don't think I played it correctly, though. <laughs> I, I was saying, oh, something I really played. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Either of those. I think when I was in in college, though, like I I, I transcribed a, a George Benson solo he did on take five, and I was like, man, that was one of the ones where I I, I was pretty proud of, that one that I played, I think I, at that time, played pretty correctly. Nice. <laughs> the other ones might have been loose.
0: <laughs> What's crazy to me is a lot of those solos that we learn in those most formative years, at least me, I'll never forget them. Like, I could sing oh, them by crazy. heart still now. You know, mm-hmm. 20 years could go by, I'll probably pick it up and take me one time through to, to play it again. You know I mean? That's amazing,
1: man. That's that's my friend Ricky. Same, man. And I, I feel like I don't have that at all. Like I could, I mean, there's certain things that maybe there's certain things I can I can recall from them. But for the most part, man, I feel like it's just kind of melted all into one one like big song. <laughs> it's like,
0: what? Do you remember? Me? I mean, with all the tours and the stuff, do you that you do? Is your memory like? Can you remember arrangements and stuff? Like, if a year goes by and you go back on a gig that you used to do, do you remember like live arrangements? Because that's I've I never forget any of that stuff.
1: That's incredible, dude. I know, Uh, no, I I I can remember bits and pieces. Um, and once we play it, and I'm like, okay, that's how that goes. But like, it's my retention's gotten pretty like murky (laughs) of (laughs) late. It might be a matter, you know whiskey i would drink (laughs) yeah that plays a part
0: (laughs) crazy man um what's what's the first thing that you play most times when you pick up a guitar like do you have just like autopilot where your hands just go somewhere and play something
1: yeah man i think i think i usually i would say i kind of have like a couple of licks that i that i play usually kind of Bluesy, jazzy type licks that I, I, I kind of veered toward and chords. Um, e chord pretty much right off the bat.
0: <laughs> of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. What about like when you're, you know, at a gig that's a fly-in, a, a one-off, and you got backline? Do you have a thing that you do when you hit standby and check your tone to make sure it's okay, that everything is going to work, that covers oh, all the bases? Sure.
1: For sure, yeah, yeah. I do. I definitely do just oh, some open chords. to Make sure I got like some kind of uh. Those, those are nightmare experiences for me. I've had some terrible ones, so I'm, I'm always have. nervous right away. But yeah, I use some yeah. open chords and then um check my pedals to make sure I got some kind of you know, well decent tone. Man, honestly, it's yeah, it's more just prayer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Please be good.
0: Please, yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Especially wherever you are in the world, where you're gonna have no no other option anyway. So, yeah,
1: yeah, bro.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Number four, what key, style, song, groove, whatever do just randomly pops in your head the most? Like for me, like you know, when I'm driving or cooking or walking around. I kind of very often have a, a shuffle or a swing, you know, playing some something normally B flat or something like that. Something yeah, that's swing. That's amazing. <laughs> like, uh, w- w- what do you have that, that that pops in there all the time? In my mind, oh
1: man, I think probably like just some kind of older soul music, man. I I think that's kind of the the thing that is oddly enough just really in me. Um. But I listen to a lot of things, man. It just depends on my mood. I have a lot of funk rock in me, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know you.
1: Yeah. But I think for for just like, even playing wise, kind of thing I first go to is just kind of an older soul.
0: So, you know, so being as working as you are and, and diverse as you are, are you able to, when a piece of music comes on that you've never heard before, can you just listen to it? for enjoyment or do you immediately start analyzing it or thinking oh this is what i would play now on top of this because that's normally what we think is when we get brought into a room here put this on go ahead what are you gonna add you know what i mean what's your first thought a lot of the times
1: um i guess it's that you know but i I don't know i think recently in the last few years I've, i've kind of thought more i don't know i try to try to hear Not, I don't know. I don't want to sound pretentious, man. It sounds weird. But I, you know, I, I only, I kind of am trying to listen for something beyond just my immediate part. You know what I mean? Like, okay, is, is it something that big and that's going to be at the forefront of the song? Or is it like something very little that would help move this along? You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah.
1: And even if it's that, then I, I think that's a little more difficult sometimes. Because if it's like something that's at the forefront of the song, then it's, it's a little bit, that sounds kind of more, it's it's easier to place that in a way, but if sure. it's something that's small and kind of, you know, like Michael Thompson, those, those man, the, the textures and things like that, that is like wildly difficult to do. I think uh-huh. <laughs> you know to do it well, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place with, with with each thing, man. Depends on the mood for sure. Sometimes I just want to like play over everything as well. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but yeah. Take that that's whole funny. section out. And let me just
0: rip. Well, it's funny during the pandemic. Excuse me. One of the things I've tried to do more of is just like sit down and listen to music because just to listen to music. And in fact, it led me to like get out of my studio and go back in the house and set up a little, just couple speakers, listening area in the house where it's not work. I'm I don't have a guitar near me. I just sit down and listen, and I got I actually then I went and got another vinyl player finally, and that really has made me listen more every day. I've probably listened more just to listen in the last ten months than I have in years. And man, it's made my attitude much better.
1: <laughs> hell, yeah, man, same dude, we got a vinyl here now, and that's exactly what we do. We put the record on, and it's it's an, it's a moment. It's almost like the equivalent of sitting down to watch a show or, to, or do something that I was always doing before. But I would never do it with music. I would never just sit down and just say, "This is the time that I'm going to listen to this record or this thing." You know what I mean? So we did the same. Mm-hmm. We put up speakers up, the receiver, we got the the vinyl, and it, it's really, I think, listening is such a huge thing that that uh, you kind of move past in a way at, at some point in the stage of musicianship and learning, but at some point you have to come back to it and realize that that is is essential man it's yeah it's you have to you have to be a fan you have to love it you have to 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 really be able to to express yourself in any kind of pure way you have to have that
0: in you still you know what i mean it's well it's it's easy for us to not even know that we're forgetting it because we're still in it all day long i'm in it all day playing my guitar working on music doing something music, music 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 but it's not the same as like that fan listening to like being a fan and just listening to music. And I, I I did, I didn't realize how much I missed it until I started doing it again.
1: Hell yeah, man. That's awesome, man. I love that dude. Nice. Nice.
0: All right. Number five, when did you feel like you maybe started to find your voice on the guitar? Was there any like clear cut moments where something clicked and you thought, I'm gonna go more this direction. Like this sounds like me. I'm gonna follow this or so, or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think pretty soon after I got to LA, man, I I started kind of realizing that that this that there was a couple of things that I, I um, would focus on more, and it was kind of starting to put me into a place where I could have my my own voice in a way, you know. Um, so I'm saying maybe like yeah maybe like around the early 2000s around there.
0: Okay. And was it was it was it driven yeah. by like things that just started to come out in your playing, or was it were you making conscious choices? Like I can remember, you know, hinting on something and and just literally forcing myself to well I got to do more of that. You know, like I never heard that from somebody else. Like, uh, do you remember it kind of feeling that way or? Man, I, I think i think
1: i i had more of a i don't know i don't i don't know if it was like a, a an exact moment i just think i, I like i started a progression toward a, toward like like this is how i ingest this music this is how i ingest this 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 thing and this is how i want it to be you know perceived you know what i'm saying like from me like and now i think that was hard for me to do in terms of like having to learn other everybody else's stuff. And that's always been one of my that people. We want you to sound like this guy, like this, which is you know you have to from time to time. But I always have kind of since around that time. I've always tried to at some point with even within that have my own little style, whatever you want to call. It, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not easy, especially when no, it's not. A lot of your time is spent playing other people's parts. It's not e. It's not easy to to do your thing always. Yeah. It's not
1: easy, man, at all. But, you know, I think coming from our era, though, I think it was, you know, I think about some of the players now not to be like, oh, man, I remember when I was young. But I think when I was younger, it was champion to be different. That was kind of the, that was the goal. Like, you wanted to be your own own thing in, in so many ways, you know? So it is kind of hard to maneuver in a realm where you have to learn people's parts and stuff and still maintain your identity. It's pretty trippy, man.
0: Yeah, it's very difficult. uh Number six, what would you consider your biggest weakness on the guitar?
1: Man, that's so many, bro. <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs>
0: like, what's well, something a lot, that man. You, know, know. you sit back and and you you know you, it bums you out or it bothers you that you're not better at this? Like, what what is that one thing for you? For me, it's. Finger picking, acoustic guitar. Oh God! You know, like I'm terrible.
1: Dude, finger picking is brutal, man. I think I'm I'm pretty. That's I'm pretty rough on that. I think soloing in general, man. I, I I'm not. I don't really don't love my like soloing that much. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I'm like you know what I mean. I'm like it's weird. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, definitely finger picking. But like, yeah, I think. I have a lot of holes in my improvisational thing that I I just need to like, which is awesome. You know, it's great to have that. Then you can just work towards something, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: Man. Yeah. Well, we're never done. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's always more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Like, who's, yeah. A, who's a huge influence on your guitar playing that maybe uh, everybody would be surprised to hear is a big
1: influence wow. of you. Ooh, be surprised. Let me think. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't think we'd be surprised, but one of my, one of my favorite people growing up was Jeffrey Lee Johnson.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: Man, I just felt like, kind of like the combination of like this, like the fire of Hendrix that would like this, this high level of improvisation and this, just reckless abandon too, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's a guy who I don't, I, so I'm not surprised that you would say that, but a lot yeah. of guys who are watching this won't even know who he is. And that's, that's a, a, he's a guy that people need to know. You
1: know? They need to know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wonder when I don't, I, maybe Johnny Marr, I don't know. I'm digging into like that type of music too, you know, that, yeah, i
0: don't yeah. know i got so many good great people man Stupid <laughs> the parts man johnny moore with the parts got he got parts, the parts man it's
1: incredible
0: yeah. unbelievable all right that's a good one I, I, jeff lee johnson people need to look him up if you don't know <laughs> please please all right would you rather have on a gig situation i already know your answer but would you rather have a great guitar and a shitty amp or vice versa a great amp and a shitty guitar <laughs>
1: Oh there. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> Neither. Uh, no, probably, probably the guitar, man. But i just. I don't know. What would you take?
0: Oh, the amp! I need the better amp for sure. You need the better amp. Yeah. What
1: about the tuning? Like, if it if the guitar. I'll has- make it
0: work. I'll make it work. It could be the worst guitar in the world. If I can get a decent amp tone and have the headroom I need, I'll make oh, that work true. as opposed to like having my, even my guitar through the worst sounding amp ever uh, will be a horrible gig. Oh yeah, that's true. I
1: guess you're right. Yeah. yeah.
0: That makes but sense. it's been split. Everybody, it's been about 50, 50 with, with everybody I ask. A lot of the guys are very driven by, the actual instrument they play. So they can't do the gig without that guitar. You know what I mean? Oh
1: yeah. No, I played some crap guitars in my life, man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> right. By the way, what would you consider? What What's your main guitar these days?
1: Um, you know, I still, I still really toward the telly. I think that telly is like kind of my, my favorite guitar. Um, but I've been playing the Strat a lot more recently in the last couple of years, man. I have this Nash Strat I really like. And I just feel like it works for a lot of things, you know? But, yeah, I would say that for sure. Nice. Now that one of those Josh Williams uh yeah. like that is crazy, bro.
0: Yep. <sighs> That's so a good nice. friend of ours who makes incredible semi hollow style guitars Josh Williams you should check them out if you're in the market for a guitar like that it's incredible yep we both have one and they're really great uh number nine what what keeps you motivated man to like keep growing as a player and working on new things it'd be easy and you're not easy but whatever you're a busy guy you work a lot who knows how much free time you have to you know shed some new idea or or you know work on your facility or something so what what keeps you doing that you know and, and interested and, and pushing forward to be better
1: i think i think a lot of it goes back to what we we're talking about man i i really i think my my idea of music is always changing man like i think to sit and listen you have a different approach than when you sit and play the way you know way things hit you or impact you. Um, a lot lately, I've been really into like lyrics and bringing down songs and like, man, why do they write that way and why do they do it this way? I just feel like it's almost like you're beginning a gift that keeps like showing you new sides. You might know the song forever, but you never listen to the words, and then, oh, right. then you never listen to the line or the. You start doing more production. You're like, how the hell do they EQ that, man? How do they get that the, the you know the kick to sit here? And the bass to hear and the guitar to hear. So that same song that you've heard for 20, 30 years that you thought you loved, you love it even more. And I yep. think that's the exciting thing about music and guitar is that it's constantly just just unlocking other other things and excitement is built into it, you know? And I don't know. I I really am uh I feel like I'm more inspired today than I've ever been.
0: Which is yeah. fucking weird, bro. <laughs> well, it's amazing. It's I mean, and it's part of our personalities, it's the reason we do this, is you know, the the spark just keeps getting relit and it's the same feeling you have when you're a kid. You know, that when yep. I learned how to twist these EQs and do what I get them to do what I want to do. It was almost as exciting as when I learned how to play this scale over that chord or whatever. You know what I mean? And like you said, when you listen to a tune now, you may be hearing it in a whole new way because you have a whole new set of skills that you have to do and things you're learned. And, but it's, it all rolls into that same package, you know, the musician, the life that we live and the things we do and, yeah, so it's it's never ending. The inspiration just keeps coming from somewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm, man, it's amazing, man. I'm yeah. super thankful, super grateful, bro. It's it's I'm gonna be happier, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that that leads me to number ten. Then, where do you want to be in five years? Are you a guy who has a list of shit that you want to accomplish or things you want to do, or is it more like you know just keep growing and kind of go with the flow? Cause I, I'm a guy who has things that I concretely want to. I, I, I want to make that happen, you know. Whether yeah. it's I want to get this much better—not this much better—but I want to learn this, 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 and I also want to achieve this. I, I can't help but have those those goals in mind. How, what? How's it work for you? I'm saying I think it's probably a, a blend of the two,
1: man. I, I definitely have goals, and you know, I think a couple of years ago I had to let go of this thing that because I didn't reach some of the ones that I thought I would by this time. You know, so now I've kind of mellowed out on myself a little bit, and I'm enjoying the, the the journey or the process, whatever they say. But I still do have some definite goals and some things I'd like to achieve and 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 reach. And um, but I'm a little bit less hard on myself in terms of that, you know, because I think that kind of kind of messed me up a little bit <laughs> for a little while. So I'm I'm finding ways to balance it out, you know.
0: That's but funny, yeah. man. You know the the uh, reshuffling of the goals, the ones that you don't <laughs> don't achieve, you know, and that bother you. But then you realize you've achieved all these other goals that weren't even goals at the time yeah. you set those first ones. You know, and you're always just it's shifting, you know, between new goals and new things, and yeah.
1: I agree, man. That's it's it's very weird. I think that the last couple of years have been like more strange for me, just in terms of that. You know.
0: Oh yeah i see my if you asked years, me five years myself. ago five years ago i was super pissed about all these things <laughs> that i still are still on my list from when i was 13. like what do you mean i haven't been on the cover of fucking guitar player yet <laughs> jesus christ you know Which, that's but,
1: crazy that's a tragedy bro i've, I've never I've even really- been in
0: guitar player not once not once
1: what are you kidding yes, me so if you're
0: watching guitar player come on oh, here man. i am
1: but anyways
0: man
1: <laughs> We about to start a riot over here. <laughs> that, that I'm saying I do have a a, a a big pet peeve with that man. Like I, I feel like, man, I love my heroes, bro, that I grew up with. I love them, and I think I, I, I hold them high in esteem. But man, do they have to be on the cover of Guitar Player every fucking year?
0: Every like, year I, you got your Jimmy issue, you got bro, your Stevie got Jimmy, Ray issue, your Randy Jimmy Rhodes issue. Your, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Come on, man! I believe in them. I'm, I'm like i bet. the God.
0: It's, come I know. on! I know, I know, I That's know. Now we Now I'm. Now everybody, I'm. I'm gonna get the comments. <laughs> the
1: I can send them to me, man. That it's just crazy to me because I think that that it's the, you know, we're it's, we're moving forward. Things are. uh it's just it's just crazy. I don't know.
0: Well, it was funny as a kid to me it's not the same anymore but it was always most important to me not to make a bunch of money or be famous or anything but to be like a real guitar player like be yeah. in the magazines and have other guitar <laughs> players care you know that yeah. was all i cared about you know <laughs> so that was always at the top of my list like i got to be on the cover of guitar player magazine one day you know?
1: yeah
0: man. <laughs> but you never oh. know i'm only 41 it could maybe when i'm 60 or 70 we'll see <laughs> I still got and my you know, subscri- <laughs> subscription.
1: <laughs> that's amazing! Oh yeah, oh, I love the Guitar Player magazine, bro. That's crazy! Yeah, dude, that's, I've that's had a subscription
0: happen. since I was ten.
1: I think. Whoa, I that's amazing!
0: Yeah,
1: you still and you never you never stopped it. No. Whoa, that's amazing! Dude, you have you have some like classics.
0: Oh, I've I've got a boxes and boxes full of them.
1: yeah That's Killer man, yeah, you know, when they yeah. had the little records behind it. Was it when they had the little like uh, absolutely the pop out the record, put it on the oh. yeah, the
0: sound page, yeah,
1: sound page, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's the man. first time I heard Eric Johnson, Steve Morse, yep. uh, yep. yeah, yeah, they have all sorts of guys on that stuff,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, that's yeah. crazy, dude.
0: Well, <laughs> we made it to the end of the 10 questions, there will be links to everything tim stuart in the body of this video in the description so please support tim i know he's got lessons on jam play correct
1: yes yeah yeah I have couple, links to couple, that couple. and buy
0: his music man buy the band knives and go see tim when he's on the road um if you're not a ruler or a subscriber you should be one so please Definitely. hit subscribe or join and if you are we're going to do the turn two video tim go grab a guitar and we'll be right back for that but dude Thank you for doing this, man. A pleasure to talk to you. And I hope we get to hang soon. Let's we do it. We don't hang enough.
1: I know, man. We got to go to Taco's and some beer, bro.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. <did. laughs> <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. And for the rulers, we'll be right back. Peace out. Yeah,
1: man.